We'll do a review of Lukutis Sichas Chelik Yud, Volume Ten, the third Sicha for the Parshas Noach. This is a Rashi Sicha in which the Rebbe addresses some very simple, difficult uh, problems that it seems uh, the Pasuk talks about that. At the end, Noyach wanted to find out that the Mabul has already come to such a level that it's almost dry, almost getting ready to go out. He sent out the Yoina, he sent the birds, he sent the pigeon. And she returned with a leaf of an olive tree. And that's how Noyach knew that the water has already finished from the ground. It's gone. It can almost come out of the Teva. So the obvious question, some of the questions Rebbe addresses in the Sicha is, A, after such a mabul, how would there be any trees left? These trees didn't go grow after the mabul, so where, how would there be a Zayis tree and number two, if there is a Zayis tree, what is the evidence that uh, high up on a tree there is a leaf? How does that prove that the water uh, is gone on the ground? What's the connection? Uh, it could be that it's a long way to dry up the ground and uh, the tree is up there. Rebbe is going to address all these very simple questions. The Rebbe learns that actually a olive tree is a very strong tree, and even in the Pshat, it goes with the fact that the olive tree could have resisted, and... Um, the Rebbe points out that it was a new leaf that the Yoina took. Uh, it means that it grew already after all of the flood has subsided. And for it to be able to grow already a new leaf, uh, as the Rebbe will explain. The Rebbe would also address the issue whether there was a mabul in Eretz Yisrael, the Rebbe says according to Pshat, the Mabel was in Eretz Yisrael, and many other interesting details. But let's look inside. See if Aleph. It's already spoken many times. That Rashi's way in his commentary on the Torah, he levayer called Hakoshua is to explain all matters that are difficult according to the simple meaning. In the uh, interpretation of the Pesukim. But what happens, we see, we have a problem in the Pesuk, but Rashi does not answer it. We don't find Rashi answering it. So that it's in of itself is a proof that this answer is so understood, it's so obvious, so simple, 
to the extent in Rashi Tzadok Lefarshoi, Rashi has no need to explain it. That's one way, or the Rebbe adds, or sometimes, in the parenthesis, Shetirutz Muvon, Api Mashakosuv Rashi Litneza, or the answer is understood from what Rashi has written previously. So what's the issue in our parsha? In parsha Seinam is super. In our parsha, it relates Shenoyach Yodol Achar Hamabul. Noyach knew after the flood. The pasuk says Kikalu Hamayim Eal Ha'aretz that the water has finished Kolu Hamayim from the land. How did he know that? So the pasuk says. By sending the pigeon from the ark. So the Posik says, She came to him. And in her mouth was a leaf of a olive that she grabbed in her mouth. And that's how he knew that the water is done. But what's the issue we have here? According to the simple meaning of the Pesach, it's not understood. It related in the previous verses about the Mabels that all of the deep Wells have been split open. And the windows of the sky opened up. That's the powerful flood. And the rain was the Posse says it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And then further it says for 150 days after it uh, rained uh, the Mabul, it strengthens itself for additional 150 days. And what happened as a result, as a result from all this flooding, the Prophet says, so all flesh that crawls on the ground, whether it's the birds, and the animals, and the undomesticated animals, and further, the Pesach says, Vayimach, and he wiped out, as kol hayikum, asher al pnei ha'adamo, everything from the face of the earth, Vayimachum in Oretz, and they were wiped out, they were erased from the land. So this is what the flood was. So the question is, So after such a flood, for sure, no tree or grass remained in its shape. So from where did she, uh, the Yaina, where did she take that leaf of the olive? We don't find Rashi explaining this. In Ois Beis, the Rebbe is going to say that this issue is actually addressed in the Medrash. Where did she get this leaf of a olive? And the Medrash gives two options. Uh, one, that in Eretz Yisrael there was no mabul, And 
to in Gan Eden. In Gan Eden, there was no Mabu. And the Rebbe asks, first of all, how could she get into Gan Eden? That's number one. And second of all, how is there evidence? She brings a leaf from Gan Eden. So how is that proof that there is no water where Noyach is? Noyach was in the Hori Arorat. He has to go down. So what is that? How does he know from what she brings from the Gan Eden? Or same thing if she brought it from Eretz Yisrael? How would he know? Rebbe says, even in Eretz Yisrael, if we should say that the water got there after from the other places, but still, that would not prove the fact that the Eretz Yisrael is drier, that that's the case for Noyach, that he's trying to find out. And then eventually the Rebbe is also going to argue that a Pipshutishul Mikro there is uh, there was rain in Eretz Yisrael as well as Reb is going to spend uh, a whole sieve proving that point that in Eretz Yisrael there was rain. But let's look inside base. The Medrash he brings here two views, two opinions. Aleph number one Shevi Olha that she brought the leaf either Mishibush Mishibushin. There were two places in Eretz Yisrael, whether it's the Mount, the Mahara Mishcha, the Mount of Olives, or the Shubshin, another place. But they're both in Eretz Yisrael. And the Medrash says, Eretz Yisrael, but that in Eretz Yisrael, the Mabel did not descend. The verse states that Eretz Loimit to Horohi. It's a land that has not been purified because there was no rain. And she wasn't rained over at the time of uh, the Zam, of Hashem's anger. So that means that Eretz Yisrael did not get a Mabu. And that's where the uh, Yoyna took the uh, leaf of the Zayis. And that for the Yoyna, the gates of the Gan Eden were opened up. And she brought the leaf from Ganeid. But the Rebbe says, But we can't say that Rashi's view, which is the simple meaning of the Pasuk, should be like either one of these two opinions. Key, number one. Aleph, Rashi should explain. Rashi should have said, explicitly explained them like one of these opinions. Number two, base, Pirushim, Elu, These two interpretations are not according to the Pshat. The Rebbe explains. First, the Rebbe is going to say we can't uh, say that it comes from a Gan Eden because how how could she uh, get into the Gan Eden? It says they, they opened up the gates, but in the Pasuk it says that there was the Cherubah you can't get into the Gan Eden. So, the first interpretation that the Pasik says that in Ganadin didn't go any rain, that makes sense that in Ganadin didn't rain. Hapidusha hibvis osumi Ganadin. So the, the, the interpretation that Medrash brings down is from Ganadin. Even though that the, according to the simple meaning it's understood, that the marble did not descend to Ganadin. 
We understand that because what was the reason for the Mabel? Because the evil of the man is a lot in the land. And the thoughts of the inclination of the thoughts of man are only evil all day. And therefore, the Pasuk says, The land has been corrupted before Hashem, and the earth has been full with robbery. So, that's the reason for the uh, for the flood. And in Gan Eden, Gan Eden had a lishayich kol zois. Gan Eden, all this doesn't apply. But still, we know that it didn't rain there. It makes sense. It didn't rain there. Eich efshel leimar. How could we say shenichnas hayyin legan Eden that the yoyna the pigeon entered the Gan Eden? Beviyem mishom alizayis, and she brings from there this olive leaf, the leaf from the olive. Because of the Pasik says clearly, the Torah talks about Adam when he was chased out, he rested, he camped outside of the east of the Gan Eden, together with the cherubs, and together with the blade of the turning sword, Lishmer Goimer, to guard, there was this, this blade of the guard, not to allow Hakniso Legan Eden, Goimer, didn't allow to enter into the Gan Eden. You can't enter there. So that's not a peep shot. But besides the fact that he couldn't get there, that wouldn't prove anything to Noyach bringing a leaf from Gan Eden. Noyach's intention, the main issue we have with this shot is since Noyach's main issue was intent. Whether the water finished from the face of the earth. So what did he see through this that the pigeon brings him a leaf from Ganeid? Over there was no marble in the first place. And for this same reason, that because if there was no marble there, so there's no evidence from there, we can also argue that's why we can't learn from uh, that it was an Ertis role, that it did, what would be the proof? And even if we're going to say that some rain from other places came down to Israel, but it's still not the same flood, and therefore over there it's much before dried out than in the rest. Of, so how would it be a proof from the fact that she brings him a leaf from Eretz Yisrael? Uh, so he says, For this same reason, we cannot say like the second interpretation. How is there proof that the water has finished from on the land by bringing a leaf of the olive an olive leaf from Eretz Yisrael, in which the marble didn't descend. So, even if we're going to say, even, even according to this opinion, that there was no actual marble, no rain going down in Eretz Yisrael, in Alpitava, but yet, still by nature, if it didn't go down, the water that did descent in the lands around Eretz Yisrael. So for sure they flowed 
and they also entered Eretz Yisrael. So we know that naturally speaking, even if there was no flood there, but there was still some waters from all other places. So became moving, but still it's understood. So you did this hamabul in a place where the actual wasn't the descent of the flood. The and also there wasn't the splitting of the deep wells in the deep, uh, the great deep depth. So there wasn't that much water. And also that 150 days that followed that increasing strengthening of the water wasn't there. So the water was not so deeply penetrated into the depth of the earth. So for sure, over there the water finished before other places. So according to this, So from the fact that there is a leaf of an olive in the Yonah's mouth, that's evidence. He can know that this Lamaim in Eretzrol will have been finished. But how is this proof? But where did you know from the whole of the land? He's saying that he found out because of that. He told him that the Kolomayim in Ois Gimel, the Rebbe will say that besides the fact that we just uh, questioned that if the leaf came from Eretz Yisrael, and we should say that in Eretz Yisrael there was no rain, that would not prove that uh, the water ended all over the land from the fact that there is a leaf growing in a olive uh, tree in Eretz Yisrael because Eretz Yisrael wasn't hit as hard and it wasn't... Uh, as soaked as uh, the rest of the places where it actually uh, rained and and, and and it flooded, so that's even if we assume that um, the rain um, did not go in Eretz Yisrael, did not the marble wasn't in Eretz Yisrael, but the Rebbe is now going to prove that according to the Pshat, we have to say that it actually rained in Eretz Yisrael. The fact that uh, the Rebbe brings that Rashi chooses uh, to learn the Pasuk that when it says that it was 15 Amis above the mountains that the rain was 15 Amis above the mountains it means above the line the highest mountain you made a line by the highest mountain a horizontal line and above that 15 Amis and one of the reasons the Rebbe explains that Rashi says that, that the proof is that the Teva rested on the Hore Arorot, on the highest mountain, but if the water was sort of miraculously higher, 50 Namas of each place the way uh, it was, why wouldn't it land on any other mountain? So but the Rebbe's basic point is, if it didn't rain in Eretz Yisrael, the Teva should have landed in Eretz Yisrael, which had less water. We'll see. We'll see inside. Uh, the Rebbe brings down that now in Eretz Gimel, that in Eretz Yisrael there was no... Uh, we have to say that in Eretz Yisrael there was a Mabel. Noisef in addition to the above, 
According to the simple meaning of the verse, we need to say, that the marble did go down in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, that wouldn't be a good answer to say that the uh, Yoyna took the uh, branch of the uh, olive, uh, uh, the Ale uh, Torah from the Eretz Yisrael Zayis, which didn't have a flood because it did have a flood. And the Rebbe explains the proof by introducing, introducing the following. In the Medrash, it brings down two opinions. The Medrash may be day, based day is Bepirush HaKosuf. In the meaning of the verse, the Pesach says that the water was Chamesh Esrei Ames, Amo, it was 15 Amo, Milmailo, above. And then it says, Gobro HaMayim Vaychusor, that the water was so strong and grew so high that the mountains were covered 15 amas. Now what exactly does it mean 15 amas? So there's two opinions. There's either it means every surface it was above 15 amas. It was, if it was a low surface uh, then it was 15 amas of that surface. A high surface had a 15 amas about that. So the 15 amas depended upon the surface. And it was 15 amas above the surface. So these are, that's one opinion. So Rabbi Huda Eimer, Rabbi Huda says, Chamesh Esri Amma Bahar. On the mountain it was 15 amas. Chamesh Esri Amma Bibika. A valley, a low place, had 15 amas above the Bika. But it was much lower than the 15 Amas which was on the mountain because it was 15 Amas just on top of the surface. And the opinion of Rabbi Nechemyoimer, Rabbi Nechemyoimer disagrees. He says, Tezvav Amo Bahar. <coughs> 15 Amas was the minimum that was on the mountain, the highest peak. It was 15 Amas above the Abu Bebiko, Kolshein, but the valley is whatever it is. If it's a low valley, if the valley, let's say, is 15 amas below the mountain, so it would have been 30 amas on top of it, because it was 15 amas above the hill, above the uh, top of the mountain. It went by the depth of the valley, whether a lot or a little, so whatever it was, that's how much higher it was. So it was minimally 15 but it could have gone to whatever it is. And Rashi chooses the second opinion of Rabbi Nechemiah. Rashi bepirusha ala posik, mefarish, in Rashi's commentary in the post, he explains chomish esrei milmailo, when he says 15 amas above, he said, what do you mean above? He says, lemailo shel kol goiva kol ahorim, which means on top of the height of all the mountains, which means, after you drew a straight line, uh, the water came to the top of the highest of the mountains, and there was a flat height. And then from there, then it went 15 amas above, like the people of Nechemia. And the Rebbe will bring now three reasons why Rashi believes that Remnechemias is the more simple explanation that it was above all the mountains, not above each surface. And the Rebbe is going to use that third reason that the Rebbe gives why Rashi chooses 
like Reb Nechemia against Reb Yehuda as the same reason why we can't say that it didn't rain in Eretz Yisrael. Let's look at the reasons. So why does Rashi choose to say that the 50 Namas was on top of the highest of the mountains after you draw a line, after the water came to the peak of the mountain, and then from there it went 50 Namas higher than there, so it means 50 Namas from the highest mountain across the whole place, like Rab Nechem, close everywhere, is number one, because it would be a very miraculous thing that the water goes down, so why would... How could the water be on top of the mountain and not go down? That would be a miracle. Hashem doesn't make miracles in vain. So that would be an extra miracle, which that's why Rashi doesn't go there. Aleph, number one. When there is not, we're not forced to say that HaKadosh Baruch made a miracle, then it is uh, the opposite of the simple way of Psukim to say that there was a miracle and the Pasuk uh, hides that. The Tosik, why would the Pasuk say, oh, there was over the Bika was 15, over there to tell us this great miracle. So it's not that Hashem didn't have to make the miracle, but uh, the Rebbe says the Torah would say to us about that miracle. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the first opinion that Medrash brings down was a great miracle. That the Mayim did not go down from the mountain, from the high place to the lower place, from the mountain to the valley. For a long time, because in this 150 days, after they kept on being higher in each place, and the water did not go down, which is totally against the nature. So, the Pasuk doesn't say anything. In addition to that, the second point is, that would be a miracle for no purpose. Why would we need that miracle? So, Rashi doesn't go. That's one reason. The second reason Rashi doesn't like Shreb Nechem and not Rabbi Yudah, the Pashtus Loshna Kosuf, the simple language of the verse, Chamesh Esri Amo Mil Milo, 15 Amas above, Mashma Lamaila, the Govakolahorib, that appears to mean above the heights of all the mountains. And now the Rebbe is going to say a third point, and the Rebbe is going to take that third point and going to apply it also to prove that there was no rain. Um, no, that there was a marble in Eretz Yisrael. Gimel, the third point of Mitzah is because of the content, because the whole subject matter over here. The Das Rabbi Nachman, in other words, it's, it's, it's something will be understood, we will understand, according to Rabbi Nechemia, we understand why the boat landed on the Mount Ararat. It was the highest peak, so the first thing that came visible, uh, first thing, the boat went landed on the first available surface. That's why it landed on the Horea That's understood according to Rav Nechemia. But if the water was 15 above every place, why did the boat, why did the Teva uh, rest on the Horea Any Any surface... It was the same amount, any surface that was revealed, it could have landed over there. This is for the idea over here. Let's move on 
According to the Mechemis and the Sud, Loma Nocha Teva Al Horia Rora Dafke. Why did Teva rested? Uh, it landed on the amount of Rora Dafke. Ah, Shali Dezem. And it seems that because this, the Toysa Tirchi Yisrael of the Noyach, this added additional trouble. Uh, for Noyach, you need him in Horbuchul. You had to go down from this mountain. But we understand why. Mikibon Shahoyu Mahori Machigvoy. Since that was from the highest mountains, So when the Mayim began to recede, So the first place they receded, the water went down, was in the highest place. That was the first spot that the uh, Ark, the Teva, can uh, rest on. That's why the Teva rested, as the Pasuk says, in the Mount Ararat. But if in every place the height of the water was equal, it was 15 Amas above all places. And then 60 days, the water kept on receding, meaning in all places equally. The 60 days, they, they receded everywhere, back to their uh, to the place of the the surface, you know, with eleven Amma, but Rashi explains uh, the boat was second, but it was the same Horarot like everywhere else. So why did the Teva uh, land rest specifically in the Mount Arorot? So doesn't understand that. That's what Rashi That explains the content, the idea. Why it landed on Horeror? So, according to this third uh, explanation, why Rashi chooses the Pirav if we should say that the Mabul did not go down even if we say we understand that it flowed. Uh, into uh, Eretz Yisrael, the water from the other lands that were around Eretz Yisrael, still the Pashtus Kolushama Maim Lifneshar Harotzis, the water finished over there before the other lands. Kinis Khalil, as mentioned earlier, it wasn't as soaked, it wasn't as uh, deep, it just came out of place. And so then we still have the question why did the Teva? Land not beforehand in Eretz Yisrael. That was the place that it could float it. It should have floated to Eretz Yisrael, and uh, would have. Uh, that was the first revealed spot. So therefore, we have to say So we have to say that also in Eretz Yisrael the Mabel went down. Based on this, uh, on this reasoning, on this rationale. So therefore. Uh, we can't say that he brought it. Where did the, where did the um, Yoyna find a uh, olive branch? Where did he find that olah, that leaf from the uh, olive tree uh, with all the uh, water destroying everything? Everything was destroyed. How was there a tree left for the for the Yoyna to find? Um, the Rebbe explains this now in Oiz Dalit by introducing another question. 
how could we even prove from the fact that high up on a tree there is a branch? Noach um, knew from this, as the Pesach says, that the water has receded. There's no more water on the ground. But how does that prove that a high branch on a tree? So there's something different. The Rebbe is going to explain this must mean that this is a branch that comes, a leaf that comes from a tree, a fresh one that has grown. And actually, the Rebbe says, olives, trees are very sturdy, very strong, and they can withstand it. Let's look inside. We'll understand this question uh, by first introducing some other matters that are not understood. In the meaning of the verse. So by we have to introduce other matters that are not understood when we learn the meaning of this pasuk. Aleph, number one, mevur because the pasuk it's, it's explained that through the fact that the pigeon brought the aleph leaf. That the water has finished from the ground. So, what does it mean that he knew that it finished? It's not just that he knew that the that the water was receding, that it was going down. That has already begun much earlier, before the Yonah. That's for sure. He saw that it was receding because the ark landed. As the Pasuk says, It says that the water was dried from the earth. That was before he sent the pigeons. So it was already dry from before. Noach knew this. What was accomplished? But the fact is that he found out that the water was so finished to the extent that there is a space, there is places that covers that just in a short while will pass. Yeah, it's going to be a place to rest to go and rest on the land. So, so it would seem. So, so how is this proved through the fact that there is a a leaf, a branch of a zayis? Maybe this ola was taken from a tree, which is on a high mountain. And the Teva was taken on a high mountain, so maybe it was another high mountain. From the top of the tree. And at that height, there was already a long time, no water over there. Even before that, Neyach knew that Kolamayim, so how is. Uh, how does Noach know from this that now is Kolo uh, Hamayim? This could have been uh, there for a long time. How does it prove that this is recent? And the base, the other question would be, Why did she bring of a 
a branch of an olive tree specifically. I mean, who, who, why does the Torah have to emphasize this and tell us exactly to know? She brought back a branch, not of another tree. First of all, why did Shitaka bring from the olive tree? Why was that more available than anything else? And number two, why does the Torah have to tell us what she brought it from? Especially the Torah is uh, uh, particularly telling us, Torah doesn't just say, Olo. She brought back an Olo. Olo she brought back an Olo Zayis. What difference does it make what Olo she brought? 27, the Rebbe deals with the fact that Rashi does give a drosha on the Ale Zayis, but that's not the truth of Shalmikra, the simple as the Rebbe points out in the Ha'orah 27. Uh, so, but the question is, so we have the two questions over here. Questions number one is, we don't know exactly where that tree and from which spot of the tree that the branch was taken, so how does Noyach know that this just dried out, that it's going to be the whole place is almost dry, that you can come out, that you can find a space to come out. Uh, how does the evidence? Number two, why did the Pasik emphasize that it was a, uh, a branch, a, a leaf from an uh, olive tree? And the Rebbe explains because Take, the olive tree actually was sustained and made it through the whole. Uh, made it through the whole marble. And that's why it can only bring it from the olive tree. And the Torah wants to tell us that the proof was that this was a new branch that grew already after uh, the marble, which, because during the marble, nothing grew. This wasn't a leaf that was floating or something. This was something, this was a uh, something that took from the tree. Let's look inside. The explanation of this. In many places, in the words of our sages of blessed memory, Mevur, it's, it's articulated, that the olive tree is a very powerful tree. And that's also something which we can understand in the simple meaning. Well, you say, the Chazal says so, but the Rebbe says, if we find that this is a fact... Uh, so we can't say that there's a difference between halacha and truth shemikra. This is a fact. Because something which is a fact, we can't make a distinction between when a student who is five years learning Chumash, he will see an Aleph, he will immediately serve uh, that it's very strong. That's why there is room to say in the simple meaning. Notwithstanding that it was such a strong marble, from all of the olive trees, from all the olive trees of the world, at least several of them, a few of them, remain. It's okay, we can understand that. But on the other hand, while it's possible that these uh, olive trees survive the Mabul, it doesn't uh, 
seem logical at all. Shaolim Shelo Ilon, that the leaves, the branches of the Ilon Avshagam Chazokim, even though they are also strong, Nishiru Bimitsius Vitsir, they remained in the existence and the shape, the Olazais of a a Zayis branch, a Zayis leaf, after the entire duration of the time that the Mabel was, and the Mabel was in a way that the water overpowered, there was strong currents going there, and these uh, branches, the leaves, they were covered and they were soaking in the water, for several continuous months, so doesn't really fit to say that these were uh, could be olive branches uh, survived and they look like branches and they look like leaves from the olive after going through the entire marble. So So therefore, we have to say the olive branch, the leaf that the yoyna brought was Allah chodosh. That was a new leaf, a new branch. That grew after the Mabul. The covers man maspik, and there was sufficient time. From the time that the olive tree was no longer covered in water, and he started to grow. Until that uh, branch, that leaf, that Yoyna brought that the pigeon brought had a chance to grow so we'll move on so now we understand so first of all it's sustained so the first question that we asked uh, everything wiped up no the olive tree sustained how did Noach know because this is a new move on Noach knew when he saw a new branch that the water has already finished from the land because that takes a while for it to regrow, even if it's high, even if it's... But we're talking about after the mammal for it to regrow and reproduce, it needed to have uh, the time and uh, for it to be able to regrow like that. Moving Gamkin, the Yukakosa, we also understand why the Pasik Dafke says Ali Zayis. Why would the Pasik tell us? Because if you brought another branch, because this... Gives the answer. Where did she take the branch from? That is because the uh, olive tree is is a very strong one. That's why it remained. It says because that's how it can say. So that very uh, started growing very at first. So that was, and so it tells you zayis because otherwise you would ask, what kind of a leaf was it? How could it be? And the Rebbe says, According to this, it gives us an also an, an answer to another possible question. That, um, How did Noyach know through this olive branch that the water has finished? Maybe she found it floating on the water. But based on the above, it looked like a leaf that grew after the mabul. 
that there is a great, you can tell, uh, there's a big difference between a leaf that has been soaking in water close to a year, to a leaf that has newly been grown. And that's what he, uh, he saw. And that's how he knew, while the Rebbe explained that an olive tree in the Gemara in Chazal is a strong tree, the child can see this, but usually Rashi would indicate that. And uh, where is the indication? Why does Rashi not say it everything? But the Rebbe will actually say, if you uh, look at the Diuk Loshan Rashi, Rashi actually uh, alludes to the fact. So there's the scene, hey, Ulahabti Kanal. To make this even sweeter, that also a Ben Chomesh, when he sees a olive branch, he should be able to recognize, to distinguish that this is uh, strong. So, but Rashi would say this, but Rashi normally, when he is commenting on the Torah, he explains everything, specifies it, uh, specifically, would say it. So and also in our case, have a little father, she should have articulated, she should have said that it's a strong, as we said all above. How come there's nothing in Rashi? So that the Koryukhs didn't say, that according to Rashi, it's actually, Specifically in the Posik. Because the Posik says, Torah Bifio. It doesn't say Bifio, it says Torah Bifio. What is the one Torah? And Peter Shirashi, Rashi says Torah means Chotaf. That it grabbed, it's a Teref. This is a uh, unusual lotion for the way uh, Yoyna takes his food. Toref is mostly for a, an animal uh, is toref, but ain Rashi mefadish tevas toref beoifon achar. Rashi does not explain the word toref other than chotaf lefishapirish the masim yisrael derachapshat because this would be the most 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 fitting according to the pshat. And Rashi is explaining over here that hainu shakosuv madgish. That is, that the Posik emphasizes that she grabbed it. That she grabbed the branch, the leaf from the tree. Should have just said that there was a branch of the Zeis in the mouth. was a branch, not a Torah. This is the emphasis, Babir. First of all, to tell you that it was taken from where it's growing. Not that it was floating on the water or similar. And base, and number two, this taking of a olive branch from the tree is called grabbing. That is like grabbing that with strength. Because it's a strong tree. This is according to Rashi. As the Rashi explains, the Pasik itself is telling us that Torah, that she had to rip it off, basically, 
grab it off from this, which explains how he knew that this was in that this was the water finished because this is a fresh leaf um, taken from its growth and it had enough time to grow. So he knew that the water has receded. In Oisvav, the Rebbe is going to uh, prove that according to Rashi, um, the water of the Mabel were not boiling. If we should say, it seems like, if we should say that the water was boiling, then it would still be, uh, with boiling water, the tree would have less of a chance of survival. And I think that's why the Rebbe brings in now a noise vov to tell us that according to Pshutta Shemikran Rashi, the water was not boiling, and that's why the uh, Ilan tree was able to survive. So, how do we see that? But actually, uh, the Mepharshim think that Rashi does uh, hold that they were boiling, but the Rebbe says no. Both Alpi Hanal, and there's a lot more in the others also a discussion about this, but in the, we learn in the Pnim. Alpi Hanal, Yumtak Oid Inyan Bepirish Rashi. Based on the above, we can also get a sweeter uh, an idea in Rashi. The fact that you know, I think now, meaning that uh, the tree survived, uh, didn't uh, it survived the marble? So we understand something in Pirush Rashi on the pasuk by Yoshoiku Hamayim, and the water calmed down. Pirush Rashi, Rashi says, This would be similar as the pasuk says when by Achashverosh. Uh, when the anger of the king subsided, when he calmed down, that means when the person's anger settles down. That the source of Rashi is from what the Gemara says in the Zvachim, that it was with boiling that they ruined the... the um, the the don't have mabul, the averes reishkin or bereishkin the donu, and they were judged with reishkin as well. The ksiv hacha because the pasuk says by yeshayku hamayim, so that means that it settled down; it's no longer boiling. Or ksiv hasum vachamasa melech shachacha. This other pasuk says that the anger of the king calmed down, so this means that it came down from its boiling. That's how Mepharshim explained. Abel im Rashi But if Rashi's intention is as the above, that it stopped the boiling, So we don't understand the changes that Rashi from the Gemara. Allah, the Gemara the Gemara explains, that the water were boiling. Mashenkin Rashi, but in Rashi, Amits the main point. This, according to this, is the main idea over here is that they were boiling and they calmed down. That they were uh, judged. That the water that they were judged with the mabul was was boiling. But I added of it. But on the contrary, if the gemara the shas needs to. Articulate what it means when it says Vaisheku. 
And it has to say Nidoinu that they were with, with talking about that it would calm down from being boiling. Rashi was explaining for a child, should have said that it's talking about that it subsided from its uh, from its boiling. That it uh, Rashi adds the words like relaxing of the anger. So move on. This from this we understand It's not that the water were boiling, but rather that when it says that means that the uh, settling down of this anger, not resicha, not settling down from boiling, but the anger, Hainu that settling down that the water was constantly strengthening and going stronger and stronger and now it's relaxed it calmed down not coming down from a boiling point Rashi and therefore according to Rashi's view in the the water was not boiling uh, so why is Take Rashi say that it wasn't boiling? Because there is no reason, no proof in Mikra that the water was boiling. And number two, According to the simple meaning of the Pasik, how would the Taiva be sustained in, in boiling water? So that's why Rashi has to say, uh, first of all, it doesn't say anywhere, it's no Hechrech, and it would be a problem for the Taiva sustaining itself. So again, I'm thinking that the Rebbe wants to bring out to this. Uh, uh, the trees would not be sustained as well. When the Rebbe brings in this vav, what is this whole piece doing over here? It's explaining to us uh, that how would the, because the Rebbe said this, the table would not be sustained and perhaps the trees would not be sustained if the water was boiling. Um, but then why doesn't the Rebbe say that this is another evidence for Rashi? Because um, we have to say that the olive was there because otherwise... Where did the olive come from? Uh, the, the the branch of the olive came from if it was destroyed. So I'm not I'm not so clear um, this piece vav how it fits in. I tried to explain it one way, but I'm not sure about that. In the initial Torah, the Rebbe wants to say that since the Mabul, the Rebbe brings out that since the Mabul brought along, as explained in Torah, an additional level of kedusha of tare. So since we're saying that in Shutush Mikra it rained in Eretz Yisrael, the Mabu was in Eretz Yisrael, that means that Eretz Yisrael got an additional level to its own Tare, a higher level of Tare, uh, according to Shutush Mikra. The Yenishal Torah is Zion, Siv Zion. The Yenishal Torah should be in an alum the above subject. In this bar Torah, it's explained Torah, but Tam Loma Nikra Mayel Mabu Benovi Meinoyach. Explains there in the Torah, why would we refer to the Novi, refers to, it calls it the main Noyachot. 
the flood is Noach war, but Noach uh, was the antithesis of Noach, uh, the flood water. Because what was Noach? Noach wasn't part of the flood water. He was the saving from, the saved from the Mabel, and it was the opposite of it. Why are you referring to the Mabel as Mei Noach? And the answer is because there is a positive to that Mei Noach, because that is the level of in order to purify those who are defiled, which is similar to Mekka, which is 40 saw. Here it was 40 days, which cleans the tomic. And the, the, so therefore, the marble came in order to purify the land. And that's why we refer to them as Noyach water. Because from this water becomes a relaxation of spirit because there's a tara that takes place. And also, this was Noyach's aspect to. Uh, stand the world back up again anew, renew the world in a good and a clean way which is similar to the marble which is cleaning of the world but so now that we know whenever there is a descent there is actually a greater elevation move on so it's understood. It is not only that the world has been purified from the previous tumor through the Mabul, and it goes back to its previous level. So which means it was okay in the beginning. And now, because it got corrupted, now we cleaned it and it's back like before. No. There's additional tara that comes through the Mabul. And this we also find this concept that the mikvah makes you even more torah than before. Sometimes when you go to a mikvah, it's not just makes you torah. But also, it adds to you additional level of kedusha and tara, which makes you beyond just not being tome. And that's the level of the Mabul to make additional level of Tara. So now, based on that, we understand the advantage that is more by saying, by saying that the Mabul also went down there, because the fact that the Mabul descended there, Nimshecha, Toysus, that added additional holiness and purity of Israel, of course, relative to his previous level. So this Mabu brings about additional Tahara, and according to Pshut Mikra, we're saying that this was also accomplished in Eretz Yisrael. This is Mesich HaShabbos Parshas Noyach Tovshin Lamadalat.